This show is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we discuss topics we believe requires critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast and go to saythiscast.com if you want to hear previous episodes. All right. Hi, podcast people. Um, I'm Nicole and I'm joined here today by my co-host, Genre. That's me. And we're here to talk about being mean-spirited, which is a hobby of mine. (laughs) And more specifically, a discourse that's been happening for a really long time on the internet. By really long time, I mean a couple of years. But that's like ancient. um, Yeah, that's like a thousand years at internet time, yeah. And has been picking up some steam lately, actually, about um, the nature of insults and the... um, connection between insults and ableism and also from my perspective how the intrinsic tension between trying to address everybody's needs in society emotionally and um, politically and between language's inability to do that very thing perfectly all of the time so that's a little bit fucking cryptic, isn't it? <laughs> I think before we start, we should just let everybody know, since we're talking about being mean on the internet and talking about language, the language of being mean, there's going to be there's gonna be a lot of, there's going to be some talk about some mean things and yeah. maybe some swearing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe some swearing. Definitely, probably some swearing. Yeah. Um, and uh, to to put my credentials out here on the table, um, tatas on the table, uh, political marginalized identities on the table, um, you know, um, I am not technically disabled because I have no like, or I'm, I guess I do. I have like learning disabilities and um, I also have, you know, um, depression and anxiety, but I... Unlike most people, I have that shit under control. I have been off my medication for a while, but I still think that I can speak to um, to ableism, especially in regards to like um, ableism in regards to like intellectual ableism. You know, like impugning people's like intellect and such. And also, I suffer from chronic pain, but nobody will tell me. So, you know, um, we're going to be saying some spicy stuff. Um, but one of the critic criticisms that I absolutely will not um, accept is that you're able bodied because I'm not <laughs> just. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put mine on the table, too. <laughs> That's <sighs> now it's now it's weird. Um, Sorry. <laughs> It, it, this is this is this is weird, but I feel like this is what you have to do if you're going to talk about anything complicated that has to do with like a marginalized identity. Because you'll be like, you'll be um, accused of being out of your lane if you don't like put everything on the table right away. I mean, I was saying it was weird because you said tatas on the table before. Oh. That, then I was like, this is weird. Now, uh, I am disabled. I have a, a chronic pain condition that it took a long time to discover, but. It's basically fibromyalgia. I do have learning disabilities, and uh, there's a possibility I'm on the spectrum, but I never got diagnosed, so hey, why not? 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, uh, definitely. We're, we're, we both, we're both black. We, uh, both grew up in like white spaces. We both have a uh, physical and mental bullshit that we are trying to deal with. Uh, and that we uh, are dealing with, like, me personally, I have it under control, but it's because I'm on, like, three different types of medication, at least for all the different stuff that I have to t- do. So we understand a lot. We will never understand everything, but we understand a lot about ableism and racism and or uh, a I bunch can, of other yeah, isms. I can, I can speak about it from my own perspective as somebody i'll never try and speak for everybody because i unlike many people recognize that like no individual group is a monolith and people are affected by things in all sorts of ways like exactly you know when people say defer to like any group for this type of information i'm always like it has to be the right person because like if you're trying to figure out about racism you definitely shouldn't ask candace owens but anyways we're getting far (laughs) off of it at this point well i mean just on that just check out our our previous episode on identity politics and uh uh i think it's identity politics and and um kamala harris <laughs> oh, uh, kamala. there are there are a bunch of we've done a few uh episodes on identity politics and 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 stuff around that because it's so the check gift that, that keeps on shitting out worthless discourse <laughs> so say this cast.com just check that out anyway let's get into it yeah so um i have some notes here as i often do but they're in discord and not in my brain notion because i suffer from memory problems i keep all my shit in notion um but you know i want to talk about the discussion that's going around using certain insults that have a history rooted in ableism and the pursuit of trying to find less ableist language. So um, the way that I understand this, just to steel man the argument. I'm sorry, steel man? Steel man means like um, argue the position that I don't hold to the best of my ability. I see. Okay. So like the N-word, like different racial slurs, there are certain types of language which have a history which is hurtful to marginalized groups or contributes to a attitude which is adversarial with those groups. And so in order to not implicitly reinforce those things or to uh, broadcast our implicit biases to people who um, might suffer from those conditions or might be part of those marginalized groups, we adopt different ways of being or different language so as to not be all of those things. For instance, like Almost nobody thinks that it's acceptable to just drop the N-word, unless you're black. Um, but even then, <laughs> you know, hotly contested. Mm. And the reason for that is because it um, has a racist past. When somebody who is not black uses uh, the N-word, it broadcasts their opinion and, and level of respect towards black people because it's very clear that black people do not like to hear that from people who are outside of the race. And it is at times one of the more hurtful things that you can say to black people. Like, no one's going to melt. We're not made of sugar. At the same time, uh, it's one of the, it's a, it's a little, it's a point of trauma for a lot of us. If you are friends with a black person and they are comfortable talking about it, let's say, but a lot of us remember the first time that we, we were called that word. Mm-hmm. And it, 
doesn't leave. Like I, I can clearly remember the first time I was called that word. I was in eighth grade and I will remember it for the rest of my life. So it can be very hurtful. And there is a lot of trauma, just societal trauma around that. Yeah. And so you tend not to use that B R slur uh, falls into that category. Um, it's a hurtful word. A lot of people find that word really hurtful. It has a really horrific past. Uh, we just don't say it. So things in that vein. And the argument is kind of that there are certain words that we use like a lot, and I'm guilty of this, which speak to that tradition. You know, stupid, idiot, dumb, uh, things that insults that um, have something to do with somebody's intellect. Or on the um, other side of the coin, you have things that impugn somebody for non-normative behavior, like crazy, insane, uh, wacko, um, weirdo, uh, degenerate, things of that nature. Just, right. you know, those types of language. You will notice if you are somebody who listens to the podcast or follows me on Twitter, that those are some of my favorite words. But they do have a lot of, it's undeniable that they have a history which is wrapped up in ableism. Some of these right. words were used as like literal medical uh, diagnoses for people, <laughs> which were weaponized against people in order to put them in um, mental health facilities. Hysterical. Hysterical is a good one. That's actually one, like for me, I don't I don't call people crazy. I've replaced crazy and like insane to as high a degree as I can uh, with wild. If I'm thinking about it, sometimes I'll slip. But wild really is a better one. Um, it hurts my heart that weirdo is um, ableist. But like, you know, just making yeah. certain adjustments so that uh, we may um, have less ableist language. Now, generally speaking. I have some issues with this just because I think that you like, okay, let's, um, let's, I, I'm not going to bury the lead here. So like, I have some issues with this. Generally speaking, I get what people are trying to say. The normative expectation that people have that people be like smart, whatever that means, yeah. is harmful to people who are not quote unquote smart. There are a lot of people who get called stupid in school, and they're not stupid. They um, are not performing in an academic setting, which is a certain set of rules, which, like, you know, requires skills and aptitudes that not all of us possess. And that's not really, you know, an accurate indication of their intelligence or their ability to function on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, illiterate. Also, like, a really high percentage of Americans is just walking around full-ass illiterate. Really more than you think. Like, 52% are, like, under um, a comfortable reading level. Like, they either yeah. cannot read or they are not comfortable reading. So that's 52% of the population. So to impugn somebody's intellect because they are illiterate or their reading comprehension is not very good is to impugn the majority of society. Um, calling somebody weirdo for non-normative behavior does bring up a lot of ideas of like, you know, 
Like, why is that wrong for being non-normative behavior? That's not an insult in and of itself. The problem for me is that even though none of these things in and of themselves are bad, um, I think that it is possible to use these insults in circumstances where you would be justified. And I don't think that there is a rational argument for ableism. Hmm. Let me give you an example. Okay. Uh, ben Shapiro uh, presents himself as a really intelligent guy. Well-read, quote-unquote, really up on the facts and logic. Quote-unquote. When I call Ben Shapiro stupid, uh, the thing that I'm impugning is that he's nowhere near as well-read or as much of an authority figure as he presents himself to be. He is a fraud. That is the insult. Not necessarily that um, I think that he's cognitively unable to do something, you know? Yeah. The context of the of the insult does matter, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's what it, I'm it's, Yeah. It, the thing is that when you when you have when you're trying to insult someone, you call someone stupid or you call someone um, insane or something like that. There are a few different parts of that. There is the context of the insult. There is the target of the insult. And there is the possible secondary uh, victims of that insult. Let's say you call someone like fat or something like that. You call a celebrity like fat. That is an insult. There is the context of that there is the target which is the celebrity and there are the secondary victims of that which are the people around that will see you calling someone fat and then as an insult and then that affects them and then there is the attitudes that you reinforce in the people around you yes. like what's actually bad about being fat though I'm sure that some people have some things that they could say, but first of all, what is fat to begin with? There is no objective statement to that. Everybody's built a little bit different. And like, what is fat for one person wouldn't be fat for another person. And also, why is fat bad? Yeah. There are plenty, like, it's not, it's not synonymous with ugly. It has nothing to do with any of the things that we associate it with. However, when you constantly call somebody fat, and you expect the impact to be that they think that they're ugly or lesser or unhealthy, eventually fat and all of those aspects become interchangeable or they become the same. So like there's a lot of work that goes into fat people not being shamed because they're fat, because that's just like, you know, an element of their fucking being that is, yeah. you know, changeable, not changeable. Some people are just always going to be big, like. I know some people who absolute who are absolutely shredded and they're still fat. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't really mean anything. No, it that that is an important point. Uh and I think I think that we need to think about not just the insult, but the uh, the wider effects of that insult. You calling Ben Shapiro stupid. There is a context that is inherent there because we know your opinions on Ben Shapiro. We know his effects on the on culture in the wider sense. And when you are saying Ben Shapiro is stupid, it's 
very directed, and hopefully everybody around understands that, like, what the context is there. But we also do need to consider, like, in that context and in that situation, how that is affecting other people who may not have, who may be, uh, uh, what's the word, um, neuro, neuro atypical, you know? Yeah. Um, but there is the, all the other side of sometimes like insults are important. Yeah. (laughs) They are, they are forms of communication. It's important to be able to impugn people for things that you think harm society. And often, and also, and often insults stand in for that. Like, you know, I think it's generally a bad thing, generally speaking, to be somebody who's not well read. But you want to know who's not super well read? Like, probably me. There are a lot of people who have read more than me. Like, I have a literature degree, but like, I think that I should probably read more and that. Everybody who is able to read more should probably, you know, read some shit, read Mm -hmm. studies online, read about the stuff they talk about, just engage with some literature. That's not me saying that I think that people who are unable to read or uncomfortable reading shouldn't be able to read. It's like, I think that we should (laughs) read more and make that information available to them. You are not allowed to read. (laughs) Yeah, you're not allowed to read. But like, you know, people who don't read or for whatever reason, I think that we should put information in forms that they can more easily digest. Like, it's not always enable. It's not always an ableist (laughs) thing when I say like, oh, you're not well read. Like, or like, oh, like, oh, you're talking about this thing, but you haven't read a single fucking study. Like, damn, man. That's stupid. Or like, damn, man, that's bad. I don't think that that's. um, Yeah. Yeah. The the context and the 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 usefulness of it. You there is a complete balancing act when you're doing this. Like there is a time when I was in a Twitter thread and I called someone that I said that something was crazy or or no, I, I said something was psychotic. Mm-hmm. And someone come, someone was like, "That's ableist," and gave me a a web page of all of these terms that were defined as ableist and things that we could uh, replace with that. And I'm like, "Okay, that's a lot of legwork." But the thing is that I know what psychotic means, and that's what I was calling this thing. So yeah, but in the like in the wider sense wider in the wider sense <laughs> then me using that word even though i was using it as the specific definition of psychotic was it useful or did it cause more harm than good and when we're in these situations, these are the things that we as people that care about other people and want the the world to be better, these are some things that we have to think about. But we can't allow people to overtone police. Yeah. And we can't allow people to take away tools, like language tools that can be used for the better for the for the overall good and that balancing act is incredibly 
it's something that we have to work at every day. And it's something that we have to consider all the time because guess what? Language morphs all the time. Absolutely. So in that, I I thought that this is this is a pretty good I did end up bearing the lead and I am sorry for that, listeners. Um I did want to talk about like a specific thing that was in the discourse this week. So somebody on Twitter, not gonna link the tweet because uh they privated after sharing this because um they were not prepared to argue this take and I'm gonna respect that. So we'll just have the take, but we won't say where it's from. Yeah. That's so fine. essentially their take was the insults, touch grass, go outside or terminally online are ableist. And that's a hill that I'm willing to die on is what the person said. And at that and okay. there's been um, a niggling little thought in my head for a while as I hear people kind of navigate this discourse about like amending the language that we use for uh, insulting people. Um, people keep saying, be more creative. There are more insults than you think. Um, you can come up with insults that aren't problematic. And I don't fucking think that that's true by these people's definition. Yeah. Uh, let me explain. So, again, to steal my end the argument, and I want to be very clear, and I think this will become clear as I go on, I don't think that this is true. The person's argument was telling somebody to touch grass or go outside is ableist because, you know, agoraphobia exists. Some people are literally afraid or unable to go outside. Terminally online, a lot of people, especially depressed people, I mean, like, and I certainly fall into this, spend a lot of time online because they need to be online. They have an easier time socializing online than they do in person. And the idea of touching grass, like, you know, there are a million ways you could go with that. I don't really know what they meant specifically, but like you could be, you could be, yeah, I haven't either. But like, you know, that one was the farthest reach for me. I thought that was hilarious because the things that he was saying or that they were saying, I I don't really know what pronouns they use, were that um, there are people who are probably really skeeved out by the feeling of grass and can't do it. There are people who are like, have like, legitimate phobias or like inabilities to touch certain textures which again to put my credentials on the table i too have a lot of uh sensitivities to the way that things feel like honey i am wearing cotton 99 percent of the time if i can i can't do uh, that many other fabrics like when i go to the store and i'm looking at at shirts i'm like oh that's a cute shirt and then i reach inside and i'm like hmm will this drive me insane to wear so I get it about the grass thing. Or that, you know, there are people in wheelchairs who can't touch grass, which I think was the, I mean, which was the funny which was the funniest interpretation that somebody had, because I'm like, I could just pick a blade of grass. <laughs> <laughs> also, like you get out of the wheelchair, you're not like glued down. <laughs> what are There's, you talking I mean, about? It, it's really like the the specificity. <laughs> Yeah, um, like it, it, there, there comes a point where the where the specificity. I mean, like if someone say says to me, "Oh, go outside," I can say I can't. Like the reason I'm online all the time is because of my disability. I really going outside and like frolicking or whatever the hell that people think that means, but it's exhausting and painful to me. I have to sit in one space 
for hours if I want to do anything other than just be in pain. And someone's saying, well, why don't you just go outside? I'm like, I can't go outside. But it, but someone's saying like, why don't you go touch grass? That's like really going to like, I can walk outside and put my hand on the ground and then come back inside. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. Like, the, I'm trying to consider this insult. I'm like, it's oh, just weird. Oh no, it's the the weird. the insult the insult is like reconnect with the real world. Like it's suggesting that I you're guess. out of touch or that you hang out online too much. Like terminal. Like I think that all of these basically mean the same thing. So like, yeah, just so like vibe check for everybody. Terminally online means you spend like a ton of time online, but it's not just that because there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time online who still have some sort of connection to the real world and talk to people. But then there are certain people who get super, 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 super into like their little internet subcultures for various reasons and cannot. And cannot accurately, like, describe the temperature of, like, what's going on in the United States. Uh, so, like, there are, like, a lot of people mm. who, like, you know, and this can be, for, this is, it's actually kind of an ableist thought now that I think about it. But, like, at the same time, I don't think <laughs> that it's, like, ableist to the point where, like, I care. Like, you don't want to say yeah. <laughs> Like, I, don't, I know that that sounds, like, trite or whatever, because I'm sure, like, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. So, like, some people completely and totally um disconnected with reality like you know the people who think that the most important thing is whatever ship from whatever the thing the kids are watching these days is like imagine somebody who like all they talk about all they think about all they everything that exists in their world revolves around steven universe alternate timeline fan fiction or, like, people who are, like, politically <laughs> yeah. active, but their politics are, like, you know, whether anarchism or Marxist-Leninism should be the future of the socialist movement in the United States. Like, people who are, like, so disconnected from what's actually happening or, like, the material conditions of, like, the real world that they become a little bit incoherent if you're talking to them. Like, I... I'm not an anarchist necessarily, and I'm definitely not an MO. But like, you know, I also recognize that we're nowhere near having to cross that bridge. Like, yeah. What, what, do you, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, if somebody's spending like a ton of time talking about like those dastardly anarchists, I'm like, okay, buddy, like, terminally online like uh ml69 on on tumblr you do realize that outside of your little <laughs> subculture that like nobody's an anarchist and nobody's an ml like you're you're waging this battle between the same five people for like 10 years chill the yeah. fuck out <laughs> there are more important things so that's kind of like the insult and the touch grass thing is also like you know similar to go outside like just talk to somebody who's not feel the sun on your face kind of thing <laughs> it, it's a it's a talk to somebody who doesn't spend 14 hours online type of thing like it's also a it's also a thing where you're suggesting that somebody's out of touch because they don't like you know go outside talk to people interact with the real world um, right but it's not literally that because you can interact with the real world without going outside <laughs> like the internet is real life for the most part but you can get super wrapped up into trite shit like i would even say that this is pretty trite this conversation about insults you want to know how many people i could probably like i i feel like you'd be highballing if i were to say that the percentage of people who care about ableism is like as a foundational issue of the united states is probably around like 10 percent. like it's probably mm -hmm. way too high 
And of those people, the people who are considering using less like not using dumb or stupid or idiot or crazy or insane because they're ableist is probably like below 1%, sub 1%. Really statistically uh, irrelevant, but at the same time, I do think that it makes us sound more unreasonable. Like we're trying to grow our numbers and it does make us sound a little bit unreasonable when we extend this criticism without thinking it through all the way. It's kind of like uh, like when I'm trying to talk to people just about the discourse online and like how because uh, like communication is something that that's very near and dear to me. Like I, I love thinking about communication, about how we choose our words and nonverbal communication, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so you talk to people and a lot of them get really, really, really wrapped up in a certain concept. And it's a concept and it's a thought process that most other people have not even considered. And when you're trying to uh, talk to people that don't think like you or don't have the same opinions as you, but then you drop in like something that's ableist or something like that, you have to remember not everybody thinks that way. Not everybody even considers that way. And especially in like the political realm, the people listening to this podcast and especially me and Nicole, like we think about this stuff constantly. Most people in this country do not think about politics in the way that we do. And yeah, if I were we to need talk to remember to, that, you know? Yeah, if I were to talk to my normie-ass parents about this, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, the, just using the word the discourse. Nobody does that? Who does that? <laughs> like, we do that because it's a very good descriptive word. And it's the thing is that, like, when people uh, outside of that sphere of influence and outside of that that presence, like that online presence or whatever you want to call it, they say crazy or or idiot or stupid or wuss or something like that, then that's the way that they communicate. They don't know that that might be insulting in a far different way than they're than they're assuming and zero 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 one percent of society knows that weirdo was like something to refer to actual people with like you know mental and disabilities of some sort and of that that zero 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 one percent um you could also like fraction that down again to the number of people who would give a shit and not use it if they knew like this is an extremely (laughs) online leftist progressive leftist um small segment of that usually amongst disabled people or trans people of a certain uh hue um talk about this shit nobody else does nobody cares yeah it's like it's like think about i mean how many people know the roots of hysteria Mm -hmm. That, that is a not just an ableist thing but a misogynistic thing Nobody thinks about that. And if you come at someone and you're saying like – and someone says, oh, that's, you're just being hysterical. And you come at them saying like, well, that's misogynistic and ableist and it has this hair. They're, they're going to just shut down and just not talk to you. Yeah, or they're going to be like, I don't know what that means. And honestly, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it I, don't does give, the I job. don't give a shit. Yeah. Who cares? Um, yeah. It's a word that I know that p- that pisses people off and whatever. you yeah. know. Like, And this is something that we all need to remember. Yeah. Part of this is that it's that like, you know, a lot of this is hyper specific. And one of the things that frustrates me 
um, getting back to what I was saying before, because we went pretty far off it. Um, I think that people say, you know, there are more creative ways of coming up with insults or whatever. And I don't think that that's true because, um, you know, every sig- I was looking at a thread about this tweet and people were trying to offer insults. And I was like, you know, just as a thought experiment, I'm going to try and think of a way in which all of these insults are somehow, um, you know, ableist or ableist or otherwise <laughs> offensive. So, That's interesting. You know, somebody said milk drinker as an insult. And I knew somebody with brittle bone disease who had to like butt chug milk for her for their entire life because um, their bones would break every two seconds. Like their bones were brittle. They needed the damn calcium. Are you insulting them for suggesting that it's bad to drink things that are high in calcium? Pearl clutch slash shock. You jerk. Um, You. (laughs) Like somebody said, instead of saying, um, you know, terminally online you could say you're out of touch and i would be like you want to know who's really out of touch somebody in a coma or you want to know who's really out of touch (laughs) somebody who's not really able to like who's on the spectrum like you know like a lot of people are not able to like read the read or like do the thing that we describe as like reading the room quote unquote a lot of people are unable to uh practice like normative forms of staying in touch with people or like you know they're not able to stay as interested in like you know the real world as they are with their various twitter drama like it's a form of ableism to even suggest that the real world stuff is more important than the online stuff to begin with and yet you do need to be able to say that the real world stuff is objectively more important than the online stuff because the online stuff is contingent on the existence of the internet the internet which is in the real world is in the real world <laughs> and runs it's off not of this power nebulous thing. it's not a nebulous fucking thing it it's dependent on real life circumstances so in this way you kind of get into this situation where you're like or like you know somebody said outsider and i was like well that's like straightforwardly uh Yes, like that's straightforwardly xenophobic or like you know like you know and i could go on forever i was like reading them and i couldn't remember every single insult but i could think of a certain like super specific way in which you know some random twitter motherfucker could mention like you know that's like kind of insensitive towards this super specific group of people and that leads me to (laughs) my um overall criticism of this um is that i think that a lot of people online don't like insults or they think that in the pursuit of using like inclusive or mindful language some people like unironically forget that language is like never going to be perfectly inclusive of all people's needs in all circumstances that's like an unreachable goal to set so my example that i brought up um when i was talking to genre about this earlier was um talking about trigger warnings so just to Uh, gloss the term trigger for everyone um like sometimes people have like physiological reactions to certain like sights sounds sometimes even like just mentioning the thing uh puts them in a state where they are physically unable to do certain things or they like go through serious mental uh, like anguish anguish because you they were exposed to this thing so like common triggers being like you know somebody who like it's not just like closing your eyes at the movie because there's gore. It means like going into the fetal position and being unable to move from the floor of the movie theater because you were in a gory movie. 
So like, you know, that's kind of the speed or like crying in the bathroom stall because your teacher didn't uh, didn't say that there was going to be a graphic rape scene in your movie 101 class. That didn't happen to me. Definitely not. Anyways, um, sometimes it didn't. It happened to like 10 people. Um, but anyways, you say 10 people. Yes. Literally 10 people, like 10 people in this class in my time in college, like went through this. And I remember just being like, Hey everybody. So on a certain day in this class, like you're going to watch this movie and there's going to be like a traumatic rape scene and you're not going to want to be there. And sometimes people wouldn't listen to me. And so like, I would like later hear that they're like, you know, really fucked up because as it turns out, like, like a third of women have like experiences with sexual assault. And then on my campus, it was way higher. So no, it was substantially higher than the general statistics. So like, there are a lot of people who are like really, 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 really fucked up. Um, so, you know, it was really bad, but sometimes triggers can also be like really super specific. So it's not always like, you know, things that we all think are traumatic. Sometimes, Like once I read somebody's thoughts about trigger warnings and she was saying, you know, I had this instance of sexual assault and the day after the man who sexually assaulted her cooked her eggs and she could never get the association between eggs and this experience out of her head for the rest of her life. And so, you know, egg was a trigger for her. She smelled eggs. She saw eggs it would set her off and she would kind of just like lose the entire day at that point. So, you know, when she was meeting people, she would be like, no eggs for breakfast. Um, (laughs) I don't want to go to that breakfast place. Um, Don't talk to me about eggs. Thanks. Like, you know, just kind of like priming people not to expose her to this thing. But at the same time, her thought was, you know, I have this super specific trigger to eggs. So, like, it would be reasonable for me to try and get people to be cognizant of that. What would be unreasonable of me would be to get eggs taken off the grocery store shelf because I don't like <laughs> eggs. Or, like, you know, to go to the restaurant and smell eggs and be like, you have to stop cooking those because I'm triggered. Yeah. Or, like, request, like, trigger warnings on every film that ever shows the cooking of an egg. Because it's something- so specific to one person that, like, you know, if everybody were always, like, I feel like there's probably somebody who has a really, obs- like, who has, like, a trigger towards anything that you can think of. I n- actually know somebody with a trigger associated with running water. <laughs> it would wow. be really wild to say that we have to put trigger are warnings they, or to be cognizant of our are surroundings. They a no. Okay. But, just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and I'm making light yeah. of someone's actual trauma right yeah. now. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> why I was like doing the nervous laugh. But that's funny, actually. I think that they would laugh <laughs> at that because they know that it's ridiculous and it's like it's a whole thing. But like, yeah, yeah like they they're like working on it because like you literally can't go through life with a trigger to running water. But like, nonetheless, it exists. And it'd probably be useful for her if people would, um, you know, put up a trigger warning for running water. But at the same time, like. How the fuck are you going to do that? Yeah. Like, like, it's impossible. Humans require water. I have a trigger with bread. I can't eat bread. I hate bread. I hate the smell of bread, the texture of bread, because I almost died when I was two because I was eating bread and pe- peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And that is just, I, I am 41. <laughs> this is still a thing. 
My grandpa is 97 and he's still afraid of the ocean because his brother passed away because he, when he was younger because he drowned. Jesus. He I mean, never swam. <laughs> I'm not going to like I don't like going down the bread aisle in the in the supermarket because I can smell the bread and I get physically ill. Mm -hmm. I am not going to expect a sign saying, hey, there's bread in this aisle. Watch out. Or like if you're at the if you're at a restaurant, are you going to have a bitch fit if somebody puts down like bread? <laughs> I I actually get sick, but I swallow it because that's something so specific and so personal that I'm not going to expect everybody to just not have rolls before dinner. If it was with like a really good amount of friends and they were they wanted to make sure that I was okay and they said, well, we're, we won't have rolls, that is something that is nice to do. But expecting that all the time is not viable. Yeah. And I also think that you it's know? I also think that it's like arguably reasonable that you would ask the people who like share time with you or have the privilege of your time like not to consume bread in your presence because it does trigger you. It's like kind of like an yeah. allergic reaction. Like when I was a kid, there was this person who had a gluten allergy and she was like if I inhale one molecule of wheat germ, I will literally die. Which um but um you want to know what we closed the jar of wheat germ yeah because that's like you know reasonable but at the same time like can she then tell the entire cafeteria to not have any gluten absolutely fuck not <laughs> and <dumb>. she tried <laughs> her family fucking tried it did not work um but Wait, anyway they did <laughs> listen Oh, oh I'll tell you after the show. Anyways. All right. <laughs> but but anyways, what I'm going back to is that it's like it's not reasonable to yell at to um to expect trigger warnings for super hyper specific triggers because we just like it's impossible. You would need to catalog everything that happens or that appears like if i were to watch like an episode of steven universe and i were to trigger warning it trigger warning it in a truly inclusive way like really leaving nothing out that somebody could be triggered with i would have to accurately identify all sounds colors shapes um images uh objects i would need to really go the fuck to town on absolutely everything that appeared or appeared in that it's not and that's not realistic and it's not reasonable and it's like sometimes there's a mismatch with our needs with the needs of society and we can ask for different and to an extent we should be allowed to ask for um what do you call it like this uh considerations accommodations yeah but I don't think that it's reasonable when we're like we also need the introspection to be able to look at our needs and say you know this is unreasonable of me or like this is, you know, super specific to me. I don't think that it's fair for me to expect other people to react to me in this way because that's also problematic as shit. Like ableism is a problem. So is expecting everybody to cater to your every want and need at all times um, in all circumstances, whether or not they know that this is a need that you have 
either way. Like if you've made the, if I don't want to say that, like if you've made your needs known that it's cool, if somebody tramples them, probably not. But yeah. <laughs> I like, I feel like that doesn't like that happens a lot, but I don't feel like that's what we're really describing here. Um, but I think that a lot of, in a lot of this discussion about ableism people go take an extreme position on this where they're kind of like anything that could be perceived as a mental as uh being ableism must be perceived as ableism every time it's used just regardless of the um circumstances regardless of the actual insult that's underpinning the statement and regardless of its like ubiquitous support in society but at the same time i do have to say there are certain words which people use ubiquitously that shouldn't be used like crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's like, I, I, I sometimes definitely, yeah. I, I know that we're like kind of going back and forth here, but that's because I really feel the need to hedge this because I don't feel confident in either position. I think that there's a middle ground, but part of the thing that's important to say is that that middle ground is shaky it doesn't actually exist it's wherever your personal middle ground is and we're going to be probably fighting for this forever so um i do want to say that i think that there's a certain utility in insults there definitely is yeah so personally as i said at the beginning of this episode being mean-spirited is a hobby of mine and that's kind of overstating it i'm a pretty nice person but at the same time like you know I ban- <laughs> I uh I'm I'm generous. I'm nice in the ways. I'm kind. I'm not nice. So like, you know, if you're talking to me on a daily basis, I will say like I will like and and we're close friends. I'm going to say a lot of fucked up sh- shit to you probably. But I'm going to check that it's okay with you before, during and after. And like, you know, adjust the way that I communicate with you still. But I have some friends where I'll tell some raunchy fucking jokes. And you want to know what? That's because I know what our relationship is and I'm saying them in a certain context. And there's utility in the banter of being able to insult my friends in ways that like I know are playful. And like they can do the same and we can go back and forth and we can banter. And what we call it is um, preparing us for the winter, hardening us for the winter, which you, you guys, need. You guys, <laughs> you, you guys have no idea what I cut out of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> you have no idea. It's, it would melt your ears. Oh, my God. This, Nicole just, I, I'm reduced to a blubbering mass because oh of, God. no, I'm just. Oh, my fine. fucking God. But, but, like, honestly, you should hear some of the conversations that happen on my Discord. Like, we go real hard sometimes. Like, we'll say some really wild stuff. Like, uh, if I ever go, if I ever, like, I take screenshots because if any of these fuckers ever rat me out, I have to ruin their lives. <laughs> but like, and, you, you know, know one thing, one thing I won't, I won't ever forget. Like there are some things that Nicole has said that will stick with me for a while because uh, she, she's very, very good at word choice and emphasis. And one of the things is this is an accepting space. This isn't a safe space. Yeah, this is an accepting space. This isn't a safe space. That's my that's my uh, server rules. Um, that's right, and it's it's because the people in the server were friendly with each other. We're friends, uh, and we that is sometimes how friends treat each other. We, we play the dozens. Is, yeah, we play that like for people that know. We play the dozens, and we that's okay. 
you have to the the way that we communicate is never going to be static it is ever changing it is always and the funny thing is i was just talking to uh someone about this not an hour ago but it is always changing it is always going to be mutable and is always going to be mercurial and to understand what to say and when to say it is a skill that needs to be built because you need to again that is reading the room and it's and as someone that realized that they could not read the room when they were about 10 i have spent my life trying to learn how to do that and it's not always there and we need to accept that people don't have that skill, but also we should try to encourage people to develop that skill. Exactly. So like you shouldn't develop that skill. And if you are able to read, you should read. Um, and if you aren't able to read, it's probably a good idea to become literate if you're possible, like if you're able to, or like access literacy resources. Um, there are a lot of things that that like, you know, you can do about those circumstances. Um, if you're super disconnected from reality because you spend too much time online, you probably, I think that it is fair to say, you know, if you think that you're like a super, like, and here's my point. I think that there are some people who, you know, all they do is uh, write and consume One Direction fan fiction. And if that's what you want to do with your life, go the hell off. But there are some people who consume exclusively one and write One Direction fan fiction who will then step into the political discourse or like, you know, insert themselves in conversations where they're not exactly contributing much. And, you know, I think that it is fair to say like, hey, buddy, like, I don't think that you have enough life experience for this. Or like if a 10 year old tries to like involve them, or not 10 year old, 10 year olds too fucking young. Holy shit. Um, like, <laughs> I think that it's fair to say like to a fifth, like this is ageism. But like, I think that it's fair to say to a 15 year old who's trying to engage with like, you know, uh, life advice at the age of 15 talking to a bunch of people who are significantly older than them like you know they'll like be saying like these like large statements and i think that it would be fair in a lot of cases not all cases to say like hey buddy you haven't had that much life uh experience like just wait like you know yeah you haven't paid bills yet <laughs> you don't have a mortgage you don't pay rent mommy cooks you dinner uh, have you done laundry before? Yeah. Most of your days are super portioned out and people expect you to turn in homework. You have never had to be accountable only to yourself. I think that that's like a fair thing to tell a child if that's their case. Like, I think that a lot of kids have unfortunately had to grow up a little bit faster than they need to. And I do think that they get like brushed off by adults in ways that are really yeah, uh, diminishing. But I don't think that that's the majority I mean, yeah, that's the thing, again, like context, we were talking about context, we're talking about like the target of the insult or just trying to understand who you're talking about and understanding who you're talking to and how they communicate and how you communicate and trying to navigate that. It's tough, but it's something that we all need to do. And also insults hold like they they hold a utility in terms of forging relationships but they also for, like yeah they also hold a utility in terms of like you know putting down others 
one thing that I was thinking about the other day is this is like really nerdy. And I think that any right winger would really get you for saying this. But like at the same time, I'm saying rather than calling somebody stupid, uh, you could always say like, you haven't engaged your brain on this subject or you haven't actually tried to engage in the subject. I know that you think that you've tried, but you haven't because you don't understand it yet. Or like you don't you don't understand this is like something that you could say instead of you're stupid. But at the same time, a lot of people who are you to define like what somebody's understanding of a situation, maybe they understand it perfectly and they're lying. But there are like a lot of different things that you can like impugn in a person's personality or the way that they act. And I think that sometimes stupidity like or like, you know, being dumb on an issue, being ignorant, those things are bad and we do need to be able to say that those things are bad this is different than saying that i think that you should walk up to the nearest person with with learning disability and say they're a fucking idiot for not being able to do something in the place that they have learning disabilities in like you want to know what chafes my ass i have like issues learning languages like of course i'm a bloody whiz at english but um in terms of like learning new languages not so much Mm. So when people are saying you're you're a stupid, ignorant American, you can't learn other languages like, you know, I used to be hurt by that. Now I'm just boldly like, no, bitch, I am dumb. Like, <laughs> I, I know, bitch, I'm dumb as rocks. It's 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 a documented learning disability. You able as shit. You feel bad now. Like, <laughs> but like, I also think that um, sometimes we pretend like ableism like crumbles disabled people. And like, you know what? It just pisses us off. It just, a lot of the time it pisses us off. And a lot of the time we know that that shit ain't true. Like you call me stupid. Like I can run circles around you on literally anything. My reading comprehension is off the fucking charts. I can read anything in English. What the, like, it's a damn shame that I like suck at learning other languages, but I'm good at the shit that I'm good at, man. Y'all aren't good at reading. I'm good at reading. I'm not good at language. Y'all good at language. Who the fuck cares? (laughs) <laughs> it's it's just like what I was saying like earlier like you call somebody the n-word they're not gonna fucking melt like most of the time it pisses us off a lot of people like to pretend like it like kills us and like you know it is traumatic in certain respects but like in their day-to-day lives you call me the n-word I'll fucking punch you out like what the fuck it did, I won't trauma- actually pu- I won't actually punch you out I will call you a a rap scallion and then I will flip you off and walk away <laughs> you, you say rap <laughs> that's the only thing that i could think of with no uh like rapscallion yeah. is actually a very good insult i don't think that anybody could come up with it actually let me see what the history of rapscallion is i you can talk <laughs> i think the the main thing is that we you need to understand that insults are important and they're functional they are a tool that we have and and could possibly use but just like a hammer can build or take something apart you can also use it to to beat the shit out of someone so use your insults correctly and directly i think i love that you you had the opportunity to say build and destroy and then you chose something so much more flowery that's that's awesome but yeah (laughs) dismantle (laughs) yeah i like i like insults and i think that they serve a purpose and also i think that they work sometimes if you want to like you know reprehend somebody's like behavior for being an asshole or being 
or being dumb on an issue. I mean, like, for people who believe in, like, race and, I, like, IQ science shit, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Some of these people aren't stupid, but I'm still going to call you fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I, 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 and here's the thing. Well, maybe we can close on this. Um, okay. And this is what really bothers me. I like insults. And, you know, I recognize that there are elements of, like, the concept of an insult which are problematic, and I am willing to drop insults that cross a line for me or that I think functionally cross a line for others. And if somebody tells me this insult makes me uncomfortable, I will never say it in front of them again. But I think that there are a lot of people who just hate the concept of insults who then try and figure out how they can justify that through social justice language and get everybody around them to stop insulting people. And that shit pisses me off, man. Fuck out of here. In our polarizing political climate, it's become difficult to find shows willing to discuss, much less listen to, different points of view. Our job is to talk about things we hope you'll find interesting without all the shouting. To disagree without being disagreeable. To provide incisive, factual commentary that cuts through the weekly spin cycle and aims to enlighten, not enrage, our listeners. So check out Civil Politics on your favorite podcast service or go to civilpoliticsradio.com. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. So after all that fun talk about insults and, and, and how useful they are, but let's do something happy, Nicole. What is making you happy? This fine evening. All right. So we got a double whammy tonight. (gasps) Number one, um, I got my gaming PC. Nice. I know that the PC Master Race bros are going to be really mad, but it's a pre-built. It was by um, NXZT BLD, um, which, you know, is a iffy company. Um, I checked that everything works on the inside because I'm somewhere in between an enthusiast and a normie. And also, um, I don't know if you bitches have noticed, but like <laughs> sourcing parts is really fucking hard and I didn't want to do it <laughs> during it COVID. Like COVID, <laughs> like this thing has a, um, has a, has a GTX, uh, 3060. I wasn't going to find that shit on my own. Damn. Like I got, nice. like they were going to put, they were going to put an AMD chip set in here from the last generation i got automatically upgraded because for no cost on my side because they couldn't find that shit so i don't know what kind of witchcraft they had to pull in order to get the 360 (laughs) but this is a better (laughs) graphics card than i paid for and that i thought that i was going to so like you know pre-builds are bad go fuck yourselves i got my money's worth more than um particularly because of that upgrade um that's awesome but it works really well um it had 16 uh gigs of ram which was bad so i added more got my uh my uh ssds and it runs like a goddamn dream so i'm back to streaming probably on monday so like you can follow me on twitter and i'll tell you my twitter details later uh so you can do that but you know really nice to have it and the other thing that i have really been enjoying is uh valheim so really yeah my friends are, are all about that. That's really interesting. Ooh, um, you should be all about that because I need friends because the sea serpents <laughs> scare me and it's been kind of bad to have to sail the seas and be like, oh, that's a sea serpent. I'm going to die. Is it like one of those like survival games? Yeah, but there's something? no, but like it's um a lot less fussy, mm. I would say. But anyways, if you I've ever want to get- I've never liked building stuff. Yeah, that's the only problem oh, is the building. Yeah. Um. 
But say you played in my world, I could build everything and you could just do the exploration part. We'll have to talk. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the ocean in real life. Like, I, I'm goddamn flipper in this bitch. I'm a really good swimmer. Um, and also, like, the probability of me, like, dying in the ocean is fairly low. Um, but in video games, like, God, I can deal with, like, just yeah. about any type of, like, scary shit in video games, but I cannot do the sea. Like, <laughs> even, like you know, oh, God. <laughs> Having to be, like, luckily in Valheim, you can't really dive. One of the things that freaks me out about seas in video games is that you have to be, like, con- like, conscious of things that are happening, like, above and below you and that breaks my brain um yeah but like still in valheim i like you know you have like the ocean below you and even though they know that there's nothing in there right now like i also know that there are sea serpents around the sea serpents can break you and like ruin your fucking life and i hate that shit so i do need friends because apparently they're really hard to kill alone um but anyways um yeah so valheim really fun um viking survival game not as fussy as other survival games pretty fun combat and just like really nice exploration it's a very it's like a chill out podcast listening thing and then like i haven't played much with the um multiplayer because all of my friends suck um but you know (laughs) it also seems like it would be fun in a group I don't really care that much for building, but everything else about it is super fun. That's awesome. I'm really happy about your computer and that it, th- what you said before just reminds me people get really, some people get really mad about people saying like PC Master Race. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a super, fu- that's like a super fucked up term, but also I think that it's like, self-evidently fucked up and that like when i say it i'm referring to people who i think are fucked up and probably also think that the white race is supremacist but that's neither here nor there (laughs) (laughs) uh but like if y'all want to get mad at me for that i guess you've already canceled me for the rest of the episode (laughs) there you go (laughs) so i'll just cut your mic it's fine (laughs) yeah but anyways uh, let's make a new happy then um i have a couple things too actually the first thing is uh the first personal thing is something that i didn't think would be a thing um as we are recording it is the uh is a friday before we are releasing this and Zack snyder's justice league got released uh and i was i was all ready to hate watch it because i have never enjoyed a Zack snyder movie like i always the thing is i always end up hating one of the protagonists when they're supposed to be the hero, like at least one, maybe three coming out of a Zack Snyder movie. I'm like, God, screw that guy. Like, oh, this was enjoyable as hell. Hot damn. I just like I really liked it. And it, it's it's it, it kind of frightened me. Because I'm like, wait, this is a Zack Snyder film. What? And I'm just wondering, like, where was this? Because I mean, no, nobody was a jerk, and the the story was cohesive. the um, The characterizations made sense, and the 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 interactions between the characters were good and sometimes funny. So it's a very it's a very divisive thing right now because um it's Zack Snyder. Zack, Zack Snyder has like he can be kind of problematic in a lot of ways. But uh he he made a really 
good work and i i really want to see more of this of this version of the dc universe now like i'm i'm i actually will give him another chance now because i've seen this it is four hours but it didn't feel like four hours honestly for me and this is my <laughs> personal thing like yeah, i watched it in two hour chunks <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> and this is not for everybody obviously and there's a lot in there that is um i think that it it's better because the other movies were so bad that it kind of elevates this um but i think it's like in general i think it would be a good movie not like a great movie, not a bad movie, but you know, good, you know. Uh, and I'm hoping that at some point they might be able to do more of this because this is really when people were saying, you know, like this is this isn't like the Marvel universe, it's not quippy and it's supposed to be like darker and stuff like that. I'm like, you can do that, but you need to do it well. And it's that he finally, after like Man of Steel came out in like 2013. <laughs> so after like eight years or whatever, I don't, I don't know math. Uh, <laughs> so after this long, it's he, it actually makes sense. So if you like superhero stuff and you like i mean it's very it's peak Zack snyder there are no less than three instances where he does slow-mo and like a woman singing uh, a treacly version of a pop song comes in the background just like father dude, fucking really, god yeah just just settle the hell down just calm down Zack snyder but still like around that stuff the other thing that is really making me happy, and we can go into this uh, during the outro because thank you so much for listening. We have a website live right now, saythiscast.com. It is different from the old website. We've been working on it for a while, and it looks good, and I'm really proud of it. Um, we also uh, Donor have- Donor super hard on it. Compliment him. <laughs> please i like comments oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was really um we we put some time into it we put uh a lot of work into that and into our youtube channel we have a video up on our youtube channel link will be in the description of the podcast and on our website and uh there will be more videos going up right now right now there is a video version of our kickstopper episode please uh go watch it it would be really great if everybody went to our youtube uh just look for i shouldn't have to say this on youtube and uh watched it give it a like subscribe that would be really awesome uh let's Let's share that and share that video around so people can enjoy it and know that we exist because we want to share all these wonderful, wonderful shows with everybody. So if you want to get in touch with us, 
There are a few different ways you can do that. You can email us, saythiscast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter. It is at saythiscast. If you want to support the show, there are a few ways you can do that. One, again, you can give a thumbs up and a like and a subscribe whatever on YouTube. Subscribe to the goddamn YouTube. YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube. That would really, really actually help us out. That's what the I other need from thing you is, the most. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, if you are on a podcast app that you can leave reviews, then please leave us a review. Uh, that really helps us out and and spreads the show more. Maybe get it on the front page of some apps. And we have a coffee. If you go to ko-fi.com slash say this cast, you can give like a one-time donation to the show, support us, or you can go to our Patreon. That is the big one. Patreon.com slash say this cast. We are already uploading new and Patreon exclusive content. Uh, we have a show up there right now about, talking about if if Nicole should buy Dragon Ball Fighters. It's really funny. It was really cool. So uh, go there. If you sign up for, at the $10 level, then you'll get all of the podcasts early and all of the special Patreon content. We got a new one coming up, too, and it's spicy. The most important thing is if we get patrons, then we can make even more improvements, get uh do more on the Patreon, do more uh, additional content, improve the YouTube even more, improve the website even more, bring you the show that we really want to bring you and the, that you deserve. So patreon.com slash say this cast, uh, share it around, let everybody know that it that it's there. So Nicole, how can we find you online specifically though? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jack of Three Trades. That's three is in the number, and on Twitch at the same um username, which you should because we're gonna start streaming soon and I'm really fucking terrified. Because I like yeah. worked for a good solid like maybe month trying to like build some regulars, which I started to have and then my computer exploded on me so no one knows that i'm gonna stream again and i get me nervous so you should everybody come. knows now everybody should come and every it's a good time it's a good time and i get to kind of and you get to interact with me like you know um in the moment so get your uh parasocial fix in even though the majority of you probably know me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where can so they find that you? is Jack of Three Trades. Three is in the mark number for Twitter and on Twitch. Me, I have Twitter at Press Start Lock. And on Twitch, that is Press Start Morlock. Uh, if you go there on Fridays at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern, then we have a political chat. If you like this show, then you'll have a good time. Great community there. Uh, so check that out. That is on Twitch, press start Morlock at 3 p.m. on Friday. All of our music on the show is by Mustin. We stan Mustin, don't we, Nicole? Yes, we stan Muffin. So Mustin. great. Muff Muffin, Muffin, Mustin, Muffin. <laughs> Muffins and Mustin, hey. And uh, if you want to get some of his music, then you can go to store.mustinenterprises.com. That is M-U-S-T-I-N. Links in the description. Our artwork is by Moosh. A link to all of this stuff is going to be in the description. Does great art. Our logo is by Sarah Vaughn, our friend, uh, great web dev. Uh, she's going to be helping out more with the website as well. 
I shouldn't have to say this, is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Pipsqueak. How are you, like, how is that ableist or whatever? People who are small aren't necessarily, like, what's bad about being small? Like, that's, like, kind of the same as insulting somebody for being large, right? We love our small kings, queens, and non-binary monarchs. Small people are awesome. Milk toast. Um, Aren't we all, like, to call somebody milk toast and say that that's wrong is to say that there's something good about being exceptional or being lucky enough to be different. I mean, most of us are fairly milk toast. Who, like... Who amongst us are obsessional? Are they better? Why would you attach a moral prescription to that? I mean, like, Jeff Bezos is exceptional, but I wouldn't call him better than any working class person. I think that that's classist. Wanker. Is there something wrong with masturbating? You sex negative pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the best one. Milk bagger. I love titties, and I am personally offended by the fact that you would suggest that there's something wrong with milky bags. <laughs> That's not even what I was talking about. What does milk baggery mean? <laughs> Canadians have mil- have ba- bags of milk instead of cartons, so you call them dirty milk baggers. <laughs> What's wrong with a bag of milk? Are you making fun of Canadians? <laughs> That's offensive. <laughs>